come back Your dreams were your ticket I Welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Who'd have thought they'd lead you? Welcome back. Back off hiatus. Yeah. And uh, we have a guest with us. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, (laughs) New addition to the family, Lola Faye Shin is sitting in my arms as I'm recording. She is currently smiling and being all big-eyed, so everything's good. As long as I'm talking, she seems to be pretty happy. Uh, She is cute. Um, Lola may be shortening the cast. Uh, This is very much a test run for us. This is very much a... See if we can get back up to speed uh, cast, and that's going to kind of be what today's about. Today is kind of a stop and look at what happened during the hiatus cast. Um, survey, survey, retro, uh, active recap. Yes. I did not go to very many movies this summer. Um, <laughs> um, I only saw two movies that we didn't get covered in the cast, uh, which is, uh, I did see X-Men Apocalypse. Um and the one that we're really going to focus on today, because uh, we are going to give a good, decent-sized review to it, is Star Trek Beyond. But... <coughs> see? See? She's making her presence. She's making her presence known. Wait one second. I'm going to try something. Okay. <laughs> She's just saying hello to all her listeners. Okay, there we go. I got a bottle in her mouth, so... The... The film room. Don't say we're. You may hear some sucking sounds, y'all. We've had Birdemic two on our cast, so that's not the only sucking sounds we've heard. So that's we're good. True. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we've had Birdemic two. We've had six years. Yeah, we've had some sucking. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, but we only. I only did get. I've only gotten to see one movie so far since Lola was born, and that was Star Trek Beyond. And I know you've seen it. So let's open this cast by talking a little bit about this movie. That's it. That's if you have only seen one movie this summer, that's probably a really good one. That's, that's an a excellent good choice one to have seen. Um, yeah, I, I want to start off by saying this is my favorite of the uh, Abrams uh, series, the the reboot. Uh, this is easily my favorite, um, and I love the two thousand nine movie. I think I love this one that much more. Um, this, my God, this movie feels like Star Trek. This movie it does. bleeds Star Trek, which is kind of why I'm mad at the trailers, because the trailers make you think it's just the opposite. Uh, that first trailer really sets you up for, oh, this is something that has no idea what Star Trek is, um, which is a shame. Though I will point out, the music cue that everybody was so annoyed with, uh, Sabotage, huh, funny thing about that in the movie. <laughs> Not spoiling it, but it's awesome. It is great. It is <laughs> When, it's a great callback. <laughs> when the uh, yell gets going and what happens synced with it happens, oh my god, that was one of the coolest visuals I have seen in years. <laughs> but let's be clear, this movie is very much still a Star Trek movie. Uh, it is, at its core, a a story of these characters. I mean, it's obviously shuffled because it, a little bit because it is the reboot, 
but it feels like a Star Trek plot. Um, they uh, brought back the Technobabble. Mm-hmm. Technobabble is back. Um, alien, de- weird alien devices. Uh, the villain is a classic Star Trek villain. You know, he's one of those creepy-looking, weird, bumpy-faced aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, Idris Elba kicks so much ass in the villain role here. He is as yeah. well used as Benedict Cumberbatch was wasted as Khan. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put that. Elba is having fun in this movie. He is having fun. And I will give a, br- a very mild spoiler because it is in the trailers. Yes, you do get to briefly see him um, without the makeup. There is a brief scene in the movie. How and why, I'm not going to spoil. Um, but, God, this movie is such a love letter to Star Trek. Uh, the plot is so simple. The uh, Enterprise is lured into a trap. Uh, it gets destroyed. The crew gets stranded on a planet. They have to try and get off and stop a villain who's trying to destroy the Federation. That's just a basic Star Trek story. Yeah, and the, that that scene where uh, they get ambushed is... Probably one of the best action scenes ever. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, Justin Lin, who directed this, a lot of people were really pissed off because it was like, oh great, one of the Fast and the Furious guys is coming in to direct it. Lin killed it on the direction. Why is that a bad thing? There's a reason why there are seven of those movies. Yeah, why is that a bad thing that the guy that understands how to do character-based action is directing a character-based action movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Lynn did a great job. I thought his a- I thought his action direction was great. I thought his character direction was extremely good. There are a lot of small scenes in this movie that are just the characters interacting, and they're classic Trek scenes. Uh, this movie, I've seen it point out, really does bring back the trinity of Spock, Kirk, and McCoy. It really puts the focus on them. Uh, all three actors continue to be marvelous choices. Uh, Chris Pine continues to be just a great Kirk. Um, Zachary Quinto is an eerie uh, Spock. He uh, see see guest 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 cast. Yeah. And uh, Carl Urban is just fantastic as McCoy. Simon Pegg is great as Scotty. Um, we have to pause, of course, to point out that Pegg did co-write the film. Even if the trailers were a little weird. I personally had no problem with them, but... Oh, I, I thought they looked great, but that's just me. Yeah. I have utmost faith in Simon Pegg. Yeah. Like, I have all the faith in Simon Pegg. And boy, did it come through that he worked on this, because, I mean, it does it does have his skill. It's a well-written script. Uh, he co-wrote it with uh, Doug Young, is the guy's name, that wrote, co-wrote it with him, um, uh, who is apparently uh, quite a good writer himself. They did a fantastic job on it. Um, it's It's a hell of a script. One thing we do have to point out is that uh, Anton Yalchin continues to be just an amazing Chekhov, and that's a sad thing, because the movie is yeah. indeed dedicated to his memory. Yeah. I had friends that uh, did not know uh, going in that he had died, and so when they saw his dedication at the end, they are like, wait, who's that? And they had to look him up, it's like, oh, yeah. shit. It's it's and sad because he's so full of life in the movie. I mean, his character is so energetic and it hurts. Uh, one nice thing is that they do have the opportunity. They have a character set up who could easily replace him. Uh, the new character of Jayla, uh, played by uh, Sophia Botella from uh, Kingsman, who is awesome in this movie. She is badass, funny. <sighs> 
the movie industry is banking hard on her because she's got a few other projects coming. She's going to be a good bet, I think. She's she's great. She's wonderful in this movie. She was awesome in Kingsman. So, uh, but here she actually had a lot more dialogue and a lot more to do. She she did a really good job. Uh, I just I don't know this movie. I don't know why. It did underperform a little bit. It actually did by far the least of the three movies. I feel like this was a bad release for it. I feel like June was a really bad time for it. Or July, because it came out in July. It shouldn't have been a July movie. This would have been a really good February movie, actually. Yeah. I think if they'd held it... I know they wanted to hit the big 50th anniversary year. But I think if they had held it just a bit longer, it would have been fine. I mean, I wouldn't have. I would have also said March, but that was kind of a brutal year, this brutal month this year for movies. This, you know, as we as we have all seen this year, the blockbuster summer rule is kind of void now. Yeah, it's very void. Um, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, m- most of the big hit movies that came out this year weren't released in the summer. Uh, I think of the three hundred million grocers, two were released in the spring. Two though Suicide Squad is headed to a to uh three, so did you see the cracked article about the uh the blockbuster bubble bursting in twenty eighteen? Yeah. I think it's yeah. burst I think it's bursting a lot sooner. Um uh, I, I I think this scheduling of stacking these movies is brutal, and I really hate it because it really hurt a movie like this. This is now admittedly it performed better than expected. I think that's largely due to the fact that word of mouth was very good on it. I, I, I know a number of people who saw it and really, really loved it. Um, uh, Mason did say, by the way, do not see it. I didn't see it. Did you see it in 3D? I did, I think. Yes, I did. He really did not like it there. Um, well, here's the thing, though. The movie I had seen... But just before this in 3D was Ghostbusters, and compared to the Ghostbusters 3D, which is probably the worst 3D I've seen since, like, pre-2009. Damn. Yeah, it was terrible. The movie I I loved, obviously, but uh, the 3D was terrible. Compared to that, I had no complaints with the 3D. And and that may have been the case. Um, Yeah. But but I just, I don't know, this is a, this is a really visually spectacular movie. I will say, if they'd cut the budget by 25%, it probably still would have been just the same movie. But I did, but it looked great. It was, a, the character work was so strong. And as I said, more to the point, this is a Star Trek movie. This is Star Trek through and through. And I had a fantastic time with it. So yeah, um, I thoroughly recommend this movie. Anything else you want to say about it? I love I love the way that um, they solidified its connection to uh, Universe A. Yeah, I guess you could call it. Uh, it's it had a nice little tribute to Nimoy. Mm-hmm. That was great. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. I have a feeling that that was written in rather late because you can you can comfortably take that part out and kind of we rework some of the more minor plot elements and it would and you would still it would still be fine. However, it's a nice touch. It is it's nice a nice touch. dedication. They do get a good tribute in. Yeah, and again the 50th anniversary also works nicely into that. There is a nice visual cameo of the original series cast. There is, yeah. 
uh, which uh, is I, really kind of beautiful. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it, I can't, it's Star Trek. This movie is so much a Trek movie. I I know a lot of people have complained over, like, since 2009 that that they did work, like, an alternate universe theory in to have it not feel so rebooty, I guess. But the fact that they did is actually very Star Trek. It's very Star Trek. That's what Trek deals in. So, of course, they did that. And it was a way of saying, look, we're going to respect and honor the canon. We're not going to erase it and delete it and say it didn't happen. We're going to honor right. it. Um, the uh, forthcoming series is actually going to be set in the prime canon. Right. Uh, from uh, Brian Fuller, uh, who is putting together a murderer's row of talent uh, to work on it, I saw. So I I've got a lot of hope nice. for that. Um, That's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of hope for that. I, I really do. Um That'll be the first Trek series in, like, 11 years, right? It'll be the first Trek series, yeah. Yeah, because Enterprise, that's about when Enterprise went off the air, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have hope. I have hope. I I really want this to be good. Um, There may even be casting by the time we release this cast, so go figure. But I have high hopes for it. I really do. Um, I wish this movie had done better, especially because everybody's complaining right now about how grim and depressing movies are. And here is a movie that's just the opposite. It is completely fun. It is completely upbeat, light, humorous without being campy. I mean, it's it's frequently very funny. I do it to mention my favorite, favorite reference, which is, you know, Technobabble, Technobabble, skip to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Spaced. <laughs> I, was, I was glad Peg got some reference to his other work in there. Yes. It's... It's so it's so masterfully worked in. It, that is. it took me like five full seconds to realize that was a reference. Good on him for getting <laughs> it in. Um, also, by the way, yeah. we can't forget the reference to the fact that Trek that uh, Peg famously once said that all the odd movies uh, in the Trek series are shit. Uh, he said that on that <laughs> show. Remember that because this was Star Trek Thirteen, and That's it right. bears his name on the screenplay. And if I cannot make this clear enough, no, they're not. First of all, I, I didn't ever agree with that. Um, yes, five was yes, five was yes, five seven, uh, and uh, let's see, it was five uh, seven nine were awful. But uh, hey, there's Lola making her cameo. Five seven and nine were awful, but this was no the the uh, three is great. Three is fantastic. I I've never gotten the hate for three i think three is fabulous three's only problem is it comes after two but it's an extremely satisfying star trek story i i i love the search for spock yeah do not get that and and the motion picture is a mess though yeah the motion picture is a mess Uh, read about why i I read a great oral history this summer on uh, the history of trek and it's clear why it was a mess uh they had no idea what the hell they were doing on it. But, uh, I don't know, I just, this one, god man, this one is just so much fun. And it's so great to watch it. It's also a brightly lit movie. That's something that I'd want to point out. It's a good yeah. looking movie. And you don't, you don't get enough action movies nowadays that are bright. I hate that. This is a really bright, and oh my god, the design for Yorktown is amazing. Oh, God, yes. That is it's... one of the coolest visuals in all... Okay, you know what? If the budget went into that, that's that was worth it. Um, yeah. 
Because that is one of the coolest designs for a city I've ever seen. And oh god, is it used? Like oh, the crazy the crazy gravity at work in that sphere. The fight scene in, at the end between uh, Kirk and the villain is just awesome. Guys, I, I cannot stress this enough. This was an awesome movie. This was a really awesome movie. I, oh, I loved this movie. So, yeah. I do want to jump on to some other things, though, because we, we have because we kind of started alluding to it, and I kind of want to get back to it. So, again, my final thought is, please, dear God, find this movie. Watch it. You'll, you'll love it. It's, 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 and if you're a Star Trek fan and you didn't see it, you deserve a slapping. You should have at least gone to see it out of loyalty. <laughs> right. Ugh, just, just awesome. Um, yeah, so great. But anyway, so let's get, let's, let's acknowledge the hard truth about this summer. Uh, I didn't go very much, and that was obviously because of Baby. Even if I hadn't had Baby, I don't think I would have wanted to go very much. Yeah. This was kind of a shitty summer for movies, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of was. I mean, other than a few standouts. I mean, I, 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 I let me briefly give, because uh, we didn't have a chance to get to it before uh, we recorded, uh, my thoughts on X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, I think it's better than most people. I think it's quite a bit better than most people. But I understand why people were feeling burnt out by it. It also feels a tiny bit redundant next to um, Days of Future Past. It's another big, epic action movie, and it does feel a little bit done, been there, done that. But it's a good one. It's a fun one. Um, Oscar Isaac is uh, fun as uh, Apocalypse. Um, it is kind of funny to see uh, his notorious pretty boy features obscured under all that makeup. Uh, yeah, he's a long way from Poe Dameron in this movie, let me tell you. The uh, actors that play young Cyclops, uh, young uh, Jean Grey, and young Nightcrawler kick ass. Special effects are great. Michael Fassbender continues to be amazing as Magneto. Uh, fight scenes are great. It just does. I it is. A, I think it's a little too long. I think it could have maybe lost about twenty minutes, and it would have been much better. It's a. I mean, there are places where there's just clear dead air that needed to be cut. But it's fun. It's fun. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it. So that's my thought on that. Um, but anyway, you know what my big observation about the summer is? As I was looking back over the movies, was most of these movies, if the studios had stopped to do ten minutes of market research, never would have happened. And I'm serious about that. If if there had been like 10 minutes of market research, they would have gone, hey, the time to make an Alice in Wonderland 2 has passed and passed long. <laughs> yeah. Was anybody shocked that movie bombed? Yeah, no. <laughs> it wasn't helped by some really, really, really god-awful timing. Yeah, you're talking about uh, the Johnny Depp. Which came out that very day. Oh no! And by the <sighs> way, the film the film room would like to remind everybody that uh, when Depp uh, and Heard uh, really finalized their settlement, he did release a statement saying that nobody lied for financial gain. Really? So this will be the last time we ever reference a Johnny Depp movie on the cast. Last. Yeah. Yeah, we're done with that. Uh, that is terrible. That is very disappointing. Very disappointing. Very low on his part. Uh, but but we're not even getting into that. Um, you know, most of these movies, because obviously the big theme of this summer was sequels, and a lot of these sequels were movies nobody wanted. Nobody wanted an Alice in Wonderland two. Nobody really nobody want wanted Ice Age Collision Collision Course. Nobody wanted Ice Age Collision Course. Nobody wanted. God, I'm having trouble even remembering some of them. 
Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, people wanted that, but it was released at the absolute wrong time of the year. It should have been released in an off-peak season. That's when the Turtles movies come out. It was released at the wrong time of year. Nobody wanted that. Uh, and, And again, also, people really did not like the 2014 movie, though I did. Nobody really wanted a Ben-Hur remake. Yeah, which, by the way, the studio is going to lose $100 million on that. Shit. You know, if they had if they had stopped to just briefly look at box office trends, they could have understood that movies like that don't make money. Gladiator movies do not make money. Sword and Sandal movies don't make money. The last one to make money was maybe Troy. And Troy was bad enough to kill that genre for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted these movies, and yet the studios made them. Okay, Finding Dory. That was a huge hit. Why? Because people still love Finding Nemo. Yeah. They still talk about it. They still reference it. And that movie was uniquely great. Yeah, that's the thing. That was another thing. People really loved that movie. It's a it's a uh, thinly veiled movie about what it's like to have a disability. Yeah, and people in the disability community really, really loved the movie. That's a that's a good sign. Um, I just this this really okay. Here's a prime example, by the way, of a movie that if they had stopped to do some research, they would have gotten it. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. I, I look. I we all loved the first movie, but was anybody curious what happened next? I don't think anybody was. Of course it bombed. Also, not getting Will Smith back. They should have paid the money and gotten him back. Yeah. Yeah. Will Smith has become a weird hindrance unto himself. Yeah, Will Smith is a strange situation. Yeah, like Men in Black 3, yeah, there are tales that came out of that movie. Like, you know, uh, the big one was uh, demanding... A trailer that took up the entire street, basically. See, at least that one, but at least that led to a good movie. I mean, I will give them that. At least that led to a really good movie. It did. It was worth getting him back for that. Yeah, it did seem like the only way to succeed this summer was to do an animated movie, uh, provided that it wasn't... And to be Marvel. And to be Marvel. It never it never hurts to be Marvel. Um, though, again, X-Men Apocalypse underperformed, so maybe not that much. Yeah. Though, again, I really do feel like a certain degree of, okay, what else can you add was going on there. Yeah, this is yeah, this is very much a uh, uh, throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks summer. Yeah, not, you know, of course, not good. we have to briefly acknowledge that Ghostbusters, the controversy may have been a little bit too much. It's going to lose $70 million ultimately. <sighs> Sucks, because, man, that is a fun movie. Yeah, I've, I know a number of people that really loved it. Um, I know a number of people who really hated it, but I'm going to hopefully catch it on video. That's one I actually want to see on video. Um, I, I like the cast too much not to. Maybe the improv in the, uh, isn't up to the improv present in the original Ghostbusters, but it's still it's still funny. It's still good. Good. Um, we, we do have to briefly acknowledge, by the way, that Sony did have one big hit. Explain to us all why you're not going to go see it. Fucking Sausage Party. I have not seen, like, other than Stills, I have not seen a single trailer for it. I have not seen, like, it's it's just one that since I have heard, learned of its existence, 
I just have been repulsed by the idea, just because A, it's called Sausage Party. That should that alone should tell you enough. And it's like and there's like the stills with the hot dog and uh, the hot dog bun who looks like a woman, and I can already see like the jokes that are going to go into that and those I are the jokes, just, yes. Yeah. Completely utterly turned off. I like I can't do it. Uh, so, so I've not, I have not tried to seek out a trailer, so I'm not going to comment on the merits of the actual film, because I have not seen it and refused to, but ever since I saw, I have seen reports of blatant mistreatment of the animators, uh, on that film, that just has solidified my position to never, ever, ever touch that movie with a ten-foot pole. Like, and I'm looking at a poster, and it looks like, and it's the hot dog, and he looks like an erect penis. Yeah. That's all I need. But anyway, um, but, yeah, supposedly, they, the directors would regularly work the animators overtime without pay, like, without overtime pay, and they made a requirement, and if anybody refused to do that, then they would, like, bump them down. It was a mess, and uh, half the animators weren't even credited. Yeah, those are the ones that quit, and but their animation was still used in the film. And out of pure spite, they, uh, a la Tommy Wiseau, they they just yanked the credits from the film, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. You cannot do that. Yeah, there's probably gonna have to be some alterations for the DVD. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that IMDb does correct this. Yes. Uh, because that's what IMDb does. But good on them. Yeah. But the other the other part about this is, you know, part of the reason they were demanding overtime is uh I guess there was no there's no actual direction. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It was again you know, throw throw things at it and see what sticks. Like they would re- they would request like fully animated sequences, and then decide that they didn't like it, and then throw them aside and request like alternate sequences. So, <sighs> people who don't understand animation should not make animated films. That's my thoughts on. No, that. no, they should not. Like, okay, let's take a good example, like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work in stop motion, you know. They and they've been they've been at it for a while, S- especially with stop mo- stop motion is an extreme example of animation because you really, really have to meticulously plan every little bit or mm-hmm. else it does not work. Uh, they have to. And my theory as to why Leica, uh, their their movies are so good, is that they put all their efforts into the story before they eat, before they shoot one frame of animation. Uh, because they have to make sure that what they're doing is absolutely worth it. Like, worth um, putting out that much effort. Agreed. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, I will not be seeing this movie. This is the last time we will ever talk about it. That's it. Like, yep. and... The producers should be ashamed. I really like Seth Rogen. I really like... I think... Is James Franco attached? Uh, he's he's a voice actor in it, yeah. Yeah. They, it's, like... It's a great cast. Uh, it's a shame it's not better. Yeah. Like, I... Uh, 
I don't know. In some ways, I don't want to blame, you know, Seth Rogen as producer, but he really should have locked that shit down a little better. Agreed. Yeah, so I am not saying that there is no blame with him, because... Yeah. Yeah. He's the supervisor. He should should, uh, be expecting better. Real quick, I... I do want to ask you about a, a movie that you saw that you did think was good. I I want your thoughts on the Nice Guys, real quick. Nice Guys. Before yeah, we, we leave, briefly the, touched on that. Before we leave, before we leave the summer, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I went in that uh, knowing that I would have a very small window to watch it, because uh, what? It's on video now. Oh yeah, it's been like two months, two or three months, three months. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. By the time I got to it, I had to go to a ten thirty at night screening just to. Just to be able to catch it. But anyway, yeah, Shane Black. If you love Shane Black, you will love this movie. Like if, uh, like I said, I would put it just a notch above Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. High praise. Yeah. I will say that this is a bit more of a loosely looser structured uh, film than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, but I think it kind of needs to be. Like, it's kind of that same, like, mystery novel format. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more character work going on in this one. Like, the uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter is an excellent character. I know she appears a couple times in the the trailer, but she has uh, a lot more part in the movie than that trailer lets on, which is awesome. The film room is pro-daughter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We are. It takes place in the 70s has a lot to do well i don't want to give it away yeah. but anyway though it's 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 hilarious it is good. well worth your time good to hear i don't know if it's on Redbox yet i'm I'm gonna get it from the library so i'll watch it there yeah but i i'll probably own it to be completely honest good i'm glad to hear it's good yeah it is great it's a nice team up uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, yeah, I, I've I've heard very good on it. Um, I, I I do briefly want to talk about what I watched because I needed brief uh, movies to watch this summer. So of course that's what really got Comics for Rent kicked into high gear. Um, a number of the movies I'd already seen and was just rewatching, but. Uh, I, I am glad that I I got that done. Uh, my final thoughts are that I think, by and large, almost all the movies are worth seeing at least once. If you're a comic book fan, I think almost all of them are at least worth looking at. Most of them felt like movies. The best ones felt like... The best of them are, are on par with the best live-action stuff. Uh, that, that's really what it comes down to. I will say, uh, uh, over the weekend, on Sunday... I was over at a friend's house and we watched, uh, uh, we all watched uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. That's actually one of the ones I was kind of mixed on, actually. Yeah? Yeah, the voice act, the voice acting is the problem. Yeah, I would agree there. Like, if it had just had, if if they'd done a dub with the uh, cast from the animated series, it would have been a four out of five for me. Because it's a good script. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the plot is solid. Yeah, the animation is solid. It's just... Not very good voice acting. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, the ones that I, I really liked uh, were the the expected ones. Um, I really loved Superman Unbound. Uh, I highly recommend that one to people who are feeling like, why is there not a good 
you know, why does why don't why haven't we had a good Brainiac movie yet? Here's a great Brainiac movie. Uh, here's a movie that gives you a true Brainiac story, and it's great, and the action's good. That's one of my favorite characters of uh, uh, watching the animated series. Uh, the voice that they got for him was uh, John Noble from Fringe, who was just oh, nice. incredible in it. Uh, he's he's great. I highly recommend it. I, I, I highly recommend Superman vs. the Elite is another one. For people who feel like Man of Steel... Uh, was too dark. This is a movie that feels like a comment on that. It's it's very good. So those are out there. Those are worth seeing. I mean, there's really not much more to say there. I've given my thoughts. Uh, I'm over with that. I'm done with that. Um, there will be um, as the movies do as new movies do come out. I am going to be watching them, and uh, I will be getting reviews up. They will be official ones in the series. But I'm not going to be doing. You know, I'm not going to be going back to it the same way. I do have plans to do a spin-off column maybe in the spring, but that's going to be in the spring. But right now it's on hold. So, one thing that we do, one thing that we didn't get to discuss when we were discussing the summer movies because my brain has been scrambled trying to care for this little one is let's talk about the myth that China let, let let's give the movie industry some advice. Quit trying to play to China. Yeah. Quit trying to play to China. You're alienating your viewers over here. Yes, uh, Warcraft made a lot more money in China than it did over here. That's the only one that made a significant improvement, though I think X-Men Apocalypse also did a little bit better there. But it at least did okay here. Quit trying to play to China. Quit trying to care about Chinese dollars. Th this, this shameless, you know, trying to make movies that they would enjoy that we wouldn't, is going to kill the American film industry. Also, you don't get that much money from China. Yeah. I mean, you just don't. They, you get a lower percentage of your box office. We're about to see that happen big time when The Great Wall comes out and flops, which that's going to happen. Yeah, Warcraft Warcraft will probably actually get a sequel because of China. Uh. You know, Warcraft is going to get a sequel because of China, but we're not getting a but it doesn't appear that we're going to get a sequel to Tintin. Uh even though that did better internationally. Yeah, that, yeah, I was, I was just talking about that with uh, a friend. It's, it's like, that's such a, that's such a great movie. It's so solid. It has so many great forces behind it. I mean, and it, it's a movie that unites Steven Spielberg, Peter Jackson, and ooh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Joe Cornish. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's unfair yes. how good the the talent on that movie is. And Simon Pegg and Nick Frost just for the icing on the cake. It's so good. The action is so good. The It's so... Oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah, and there was a tease for a sequel. Never happened. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't appear it's going to happen. I hate that. And that's one that... My parents saw in 3D, and I saw it on video. I really wished I had seen it in 3D. It looked amazing in 3D. Well, Spielberg knew what the hell he was doing in 3D. That's the key. I mean, it was Spielberg. He knew what he was doing. By the way, Lola is currently making the greatest faces. I just want to note. Her <laughs> eyes are rolled back in her head, and she's just kind of going, uh, she's almost trying to sleep, but I don't want her to sleep. Wake up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's been good though so far she's let us record we're gonna get a full cast in um i i i do yeah but but this whole playing to china thing independence day 2 very much w was 
a China movie. Guys, you gotta quit doing this. Quit, you know, shamelessly setting your movies in China. Quit shamelessly including Chinese actors. Is it really set in China? No, I I I don't know that that one does, but it has a Chinese actress uh, who's a major star there in a supporting role. Uh, Now You See Me Too has a major sequence set in uh, Macau, so yeah. Just quit! Have you heard anything about uh, Now You See Me Too, by the way, as far as being any good? I heard it wasn't half bad. I heard if you like the first one, it's fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I, I did like the first one. I did, too. I, I liked seeing it. I, actually, that one didn't do too bad. We should point out, not every sequel bombed this year. That one did okay. Uh, the Conjuring 2 yeah. did great. Um, the Purge 3 somehow, goddammit, made money. So There were some successes this summer. Uh, of course, Finding Dory and Civil War were epic hits. Oh, hell yeah. As they should have been. The Secret Life of Pets made money, even though it looked like it was tailor-made to made, make money, so... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good. Um, I hope that Hollywood learns a lesson from this and maybe takes a few more risks, because a lot of these movies this summer looked like safe bets, and they weren't. And the stacking of blockbusters has to stop. Here's what they need to do. Make less of these movies, stop stacking them, and just breathe. Learn to let your movies breathe. You're going to destroy yourselves. And also, for the love of God, buy an original script or two. One of the best movies that I've seen this year to date, um, arguably the best thing I've seen this year to date, was 10 Cloverfield Lane. And that's and ignore the title, it's an original movie. I mean, yeah. it has very little to do with uh, the Cloverfield uh, mythos, so to speak. But that's an original movie. That's something unexpected. That's something unique. Uh, doesn't matter. We're still going to get. A lot. We're still in for a bombardment of franchises next year. Some of which are going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the Dark Tower. But no. Oh yeah, I need to. Um, that's that's probably going to be my next project after Harry Potter. I I marathon listen to uh, audiobooks at work because yeah. I can. Uh, so and. I have an audible subscription, of course. Uh, I just finished Song of Ice and Fire. I am on the fourth Harry Potter book now. And, uh, yeah, my next one is going to be Dark Tower because I need to get on yeah. that hard. Can't go wrong with King. Uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, the movie industry, they need to they need to not cannibalize themselves. Take some risks. Take, you know, I'm intrigued by what Bad Robot is doing. They do have another couple of movies coming out that are going to be unique interesting movies surprise us give us something new i don't think it's an accident that the mo- that the media that really caught people's attention this year was stranger things which was new which yes was nostalgia heavy but was new was different gave us something to cling on to was awesome yeah stranger things kicked ass stranger things kicked hard ass yeah, I, have, I have two more episodes of BoJack, and then I'm on that. You know, with more thought on BoJack Season 3, I think it's brilliant. I, I think it is brilliant. I think it's alienating, and it's intentionally alienating. Uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... The last the last episode I've seen thus far is uh, It's You, which the that title says it all. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, the hard part about that episode is 
all the while when things are good, you know they're you know it's you know it's wrong. You know it's going yeah. to go badly. I don't know. Yeah. It's that's oh, it's, that's a, that's a series that can because it's on Netflix, they can get away with as much cursing as they want. Uh, but they, that's one that, uh, uses their fucks sparingly, and when they do, they drop it. This season, it's, they only use two, and they're brilliantly timed, so, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, and that episode is one of them, and it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and it comes, and that moment comes from Todd, of all yeah. places. Well, I mean, you know, Aaron Paul is a multi-Emmy winning actor, it's not surprising he got it good dramatic moment uh it's not surprising he killed in it it was a good season it was a really great season it was a really that was one of the things i really loved the, um i binged that season hard and fast and i loved it i thought it was great um i it continues to be a brilliant show uh that said maybe look at wrapping it up next season um i don't know how much farther they can go with it yeah because they yeah I feel like at this point we kind of know what the status quo is, and I'm not expecting it to change. But there are intriguing hints at the end of this season, but you're not there yet. So you, when you get there, you'll, we'll discuss. Um, but, I mean, you know, Netflix is really killing it with their dramas. Um, one thing we do have to talk about briefly is the news that Hulu is going to be doing a uh, Marvel series. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, Hulu is bringing Runaways to uh, the TV screen. Uh I think not too long ago we were talking about the fact that uh, they were squandering their Runaways property. This is a great property, and it's going to finally happen. We're going to get a TV show. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch the hell out of it. I can't wait. I am so excited. It's coming from the people that did Gossip Girl. That's good. Those are the right people to do it. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are the right people to do it. Those are the exact right people to do it. I think it's going to be great. But... um. You know, uh, really, it's it's been an interesting summer. Again, most of what I have to say this summer is dealing with the one who's in my arms who is currently asleep and needs to wake up. She's milk drunk, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, it's okay, because I'm about to go take her to Toys R Us, so. Nice. Yeah, that'll keep her busy. Yeah, but uh, anyway, this, uh, it's, it's been a good summer. It, it, it's, been a, it's been a bad summer at the theater, but I think there's been, but it's still been a great summer for me. Yeah, I'm loving this little one, and um, I'm blogging about her, and it's good to be back. It's good to be refreshed. Mm -hmm. Next up, now it's time. We're going to cover Wizard of Oz. We're finally going to get to that one. Um, just look for that next yeah. week. Um, yeah, not much more to say there. Next week, it's Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's see. It's It's been a while. Let me see if I can do this. <laughs> you can find this on our blog at thefilmroom.podbean.com. Lots of good stuff there. Quite a backlog. Oh, I would be remiss if we did not mention the email we got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's get that in now. Yeah. So, yeah, and you can email us at the film room podcast, or excuse me, at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. And we actually, the first, we actually got a fan email from Nat. He writes, Gents, been on a binge cast with you guys. I'm a bit of a film podcast connoisseur, and I put you up with some favorites, including Battleship Pretension, Film Spotting, and The Projection Room. Awesome. Also, you remind me of film fans ten years younger than I. 
Nice. Keep up the great work, Nat from Dallas. Thanks, man. Thank you, Nat. Yeah. <laughs> That's completely awesome. Yeah. We love we love feedback. Oh yeah. Those are some those are some good things to put us up against. Mm. And I'm I feel honored. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you so much. We are on Twitter. Uh Austin is at Untitled User. I am at PronomenPRD. We as the cast are at FilmRoomCast. And of course, my friend Harold is there too at Cybergun Films. And you know, he's He's working on some things. He's been mute, but believe me, I have a reason that I've been keeping mute on that. Um, I have plans for what I'm going to do for uh, that project. Believe me. Just wait. Find us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Film Room. Uh, like us there. Add to our pile of 800 plus likes. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah, I suspect a lot of those are like... I don't know, it's been so long since I've actually, since I paid for an ad for that, but uh I don't know. I think it's still piggybacking from that. That's interesting. Yeah. Check out the lobby. You can read the entire backlog of comics for rent. Austin has completed it. I finally put up the long promised uh Wonder Woman review. Yeah, it's uh com, And, you know, lot of other stuff on there too uh you are prolific with that thing <laughs> yeah i do about two entries a week um one thing that i do want to point out is i have started a new column there a monthly column yearbook where i'm looking at single years yeah and i'm doing like a longitudinal study of what were the big trends in those years so be looking for that that's going to be something that you can look for once a month it has to be monthly because it takes me a month to write the things yeah so yeah <laughs> So be looking for that, and uh, I think the last thing we have is Patreon. Oh yes, the Patreon. Uh, uh, we okay. Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Thomas has been keeping us on task uh, in preparing for God's Not Dead Two, our thirty dollar mark. God, Thomas bought God's Not Dead Two. <laughs> yeah, and he is going to keep it in the wrapper until it's time to talk about it. We will get there. We will get there. Um, we will get there. But let's thank our patrons. Yes. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Sean from Notoli. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, so much for your continued support. You keep the cast running. It's very much appreciated. It's good to be home, y'all. Time to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, till next time. Let's make some noise.